You know, the Hulk was originally called the prostitute with purple pants. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Maniac. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the global Chernobyl, dripping wet with glee, skittering through the underbrush, Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for that introduction. Always appreciated when someone compares me, compares me, compares me to Chernobyl. <laughs> How's it going uh, with you? It's fucking fine, man. Yeah? I mean, it's not. It's It's not. The world's stupid. Other world, than that, though. Yeah, no, everything else is great. Other than the world, mm-hmm. everything's pretty good. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get caught up in that shit though. We're too good for it. Yeah. So, um, what are you gonna do once COVID's over? How, what, what's the, what's the thing you're gonna do? Like, what, what's your number one? I like the fact that you're assuming it, it will end. <laughs> if COVID I'll... were to disappear tomorrow, yeah. First thing I would do would be to go to a movie theater and bitch and moan about how expensive the popcorn is. <laughs> that's not a, I, I, that's pretty good. I don't know you? what to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't write it down my list yet of what I'd like to do. I, you know, I think maybe, uh, you know, lip sync Hamilton, the musical in front of a crowd. You could probably do that now. A crowd. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we've kicked it. We've kicked it quite a bit. I'm sure people are running around freestyle thrill, thrill, Thrilled that we're out here uh, doing this podcast that they're so enraptured in. You know. I mean, I've told you before, and I don't think you disagree. We provide a service. We provide and something, yeah. A lifeline. Yeah. It's a, hard to follow. It's hard to follow up that species episode. It's going to be real hard. Yeah. Well, luckily we've got a nice heartwarming one to do today. Well, tell you, you did watch Species too. I know we're not talking about that movie today, but why don't you tell me what you told, tell them what you told me about Michael Madsen and Species too? I mean, there's just not a, there's nobody who could care less than he does. Makes <laughs> me so happy and so excited to watch it. Yeah, we will very soon. Uh, not too far away, folks. So just keep clicking, keep surviving, keep wrapping yourself in bubble tape so that you're safe. Yeah, so this is another listener submission recommended by old Poopy Jeans herself on our special episode. Uh, I can see why. It's, uh, it's a movie that just lends itself to discussion. It is 40 years old. Holy shit, this, this movie's old enough to vote. 
It has uh, been talked about since its release. A controversial film, Nick. For some you, reason. You've read the, you, I'm sure you've read the trivia that Gene Siskel, the famous Gene Siskel, stormed out of the theater during this and was very upset about the content of this movie. I did not. Gene Siskel is uh, currently trapped beneath bubbles of air in deep space right now. Rejected he... from heaven, rejected from hell. <laughs> you zoomed. You zoomed in in a weird way. I yeah. did not expect it when I brought up his name. He stormed out because there's a shotgun blast to a cranium in this that he did not. I guess his mind wouldn't digest. And he, he fled the theater. Mm. But you know what was interesting? On the way out, he complained about the price of the popcorn. <laughs> and then he gave it a 10 the movie <laughs> no i think he uh led to its um protests i think part of part of that was his doing people protested this movie anyway we're getting ahead it, of our thoughts. well it's a shame he didn't stay longer because everything gets sweet after that i know he really missed out yeah so my my relationship with this movie is i don't think i've ever seen it in its entirety i had it for a while on vhs and i had the tom savini grand illusions book which had a detailed summary of his effects for it and i think i was so used to seeing the effects classified in that book and and seeing the pictures in fangoria that i thought i'd seen the whole movie but now having seen the whole movie i don't remember most of it well i don't i've certainly never seen it i i didn't watch it in high school we, we didn't rent it i was always probably scared of it primarily because of its um cover where it looked like he was holding a human head the the killer but I'm realizing now is a skull, a scalp, not a whole head. I uh, I assumed incorrectly all these years. Well, there's this subgenre of icky serial killer movies that are sort of focused around the serial killer themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Henry, those Dahmer films. Uh, what is that uh, Leslie Vernon movie behind the mask? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to it in a little bit. I'm not really ready. I don't want to talk about something else. <laughs> Oh my God! Have you ever melted? Have you, ever, you know, have you ever melted beads into like patterns? Yes. Okay. Cool. Do you think it's tougher to talk about this movie in the midst of a pandemic? You think it's if it wasn't there wasn't a worldwide disease or virus right now, it'd be a little easier to talk about Maniac. I wonder how this pandemic is affecting serial killers. Such a good question. Are they empowered more because they their their entire existence is basically a fuck you to the system? Mm -hmm. Or are they, have they been hamstrung by all these rigid restrictions? And the fact that if somebody does go out and doesn't return, it's way more recognizable because there's people that are Zooming with them. You know, like, oh, my God, Sally wasn't on the Zoom call. Last time she, she said she was just going to go out and get slaughtered by a slaughterer. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know if, is it rigid restrictions? I, I heard you say that phrase. I, I believe you're, were you playing golf this morning? That's, I mean, yeah, but it was, I didn't touch anybody. Just, I'm just saying, I don't think any, there's, there's not like we live in a place that they're making you stay home. Well, I guarantee just if, you if, it's, if it's 9 11 at night, I haven't returned from golf. Somebody may think I was serial slaughtered. That's so true. I'm, so I'm saying is maybe serial killers are, you know, they're at a disadvantage. Although, what a great time to do recon, like to really just camp out on somebody's social media profile. I mean, there's nothing left to the imagination. You know, you know Jeez. exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Don't go here. So wait a minute. Would were you suggesting that you prefer you if you had to get serial killed, 
the setting you would prefer is the golf course. That would be like a comforting place. I mean, that's fine. No, I, mean, I don't want to get serial killed. Let me, let me put that right out there. Me neither. Me neither. What I'm saying is, is if I had went to play golf this morning at 7 a.m. as I did, and I did not return at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock at night, chances yeah. are I've been serial killed. And okay. so, no, I don't, if I had a choice of where to, if I have to be serial killed, I'm not really concerned because I hate it. But what I would like is that I died between two less famous people. I don't, I think, I, I guess that if I had to, I would, is there still Sears? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind. You know, I feel my chances are slim. I feel like a lot of Sears uh, have kind of folded, right? Many, many have. Yeah. So then I would say, I'd, you know, that would be my preferred uh, place to get killed in. And then huh, where is one, you know? Yeah. Safe. You said golf course. Whoops. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. I was just watching some of the special features on the Irishman Criterion, and they had a real difficult time recreating a Howard Johnson's because apparently they're extinct, and I didn't know that. That was a big deal when I was a kid. Correction. Nick drove past one today on his way to Tampa. We apologize to the fine folks and losers at Howard Johnson. Loved loved that place. Me too. It was rustic. Mm-hmm. It was always mood lighting, and typically uh, you get a sense of excitement when you enter. Kind of an A-frame design, is yeah. that, am I right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, hotel and restaurant? I think probably. Yeah. yeah. A little trivia about Howard Johnson's. He was the, uh, he, he, they modeled Peliquin after him from Nightbreed. Oh, if you knew that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, he had skin, he had skin dreads. <laughs> yeah. did he now yes yeah, little known fact about the aj the hey jay the hojo yes yeah, so you saying you miss it and you said the irishman recreate the irishman recreated had to recreate a howard johnson yeah yeah that's where our famous uh serial scene happened they could have just de-aged another never mind i heard they de-aged um uh somebody for a movie oh kurt russell for his new santa claus movie they said they de-aged him for that why would you well, he said, give me the whole Irishman treatment. You know, I want, <laughs> why would you? I don't know. I haven't seen the first Santa Claus movie he did. They did a sequel now and um, they de-aged him. So maybe he's playing a younger version, I guess. I, don't I, I was about to say, you want to talk about age shaming somebody. If you're too old to play Santa Claus, just <laughs> give out, walk off, walk off earth. Just seems like an unnecessary step, you know? Yeah. And like I said, my big thing is if you're going to de-age Kurt Russell, if that's a necessity, just cast his son, who is like the spinning image of him. I'm still mad about Guardians 2 when they de-aged him for that, and they should have yeah. got Wyatt Russell in there. I, I heard Scott Glenn uh, quit the SAG recently because uh, he's playing George Burns, and they had to de-age him for it. <laughs> I know he didn't quit SAG. No, the problem is he didn't quit SAG, which is why they had to de-age him. <laughs> I can't wait to do another Scott Glenn film. Did you? Would you describe him with this phrase, forever young? <laughs> uh, just the forever part. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a wiry, a wiry man. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is a strapping individual. 
Uh, it's just he looks like he chose the wrong freaking uh, chalice at the end of Indy. You know, he's, he drank the wrong ghost. What he did. So anything else interesting, not maniac related going on? All right, let's let's tear into this package. Guys, if you know what the movie Microscope is, it's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through entire eyes, gelatinous as they may seem, and we glance into the horizon and we pull out the crystalline devices that have been built by the forefathers. And we slide down a ramp into our own mindscapes and we pick apart the moments that make or break. So if we were talking about the mean season, we would talk about the scene where Kurt Russell pulls off his suspenders and reveals that his entire body is made of a wet dog. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Um, Now, I just picked up on something. Mean season. He's in that movie, right? Yeah. Mean to seasons. That's why they got divorced, do you think? Mean to seasons hubbly, right? Do you think that his titles are riff on their marriage? Do you think that him title? doing all the? Do you think this all these Santa Claus movies are his amends to seasons? <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta catch up with seasons hubbly. She's got to have some kind of social media, don't you think? You broke you broke an algorithm by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean season. That's a sports movie. Have we talked about that? No, before? I believe that is about journalism. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. Journalism kind of a sport. I think Heming- Hemingway's in that, no? Is that one of them pieces of shit? Which one? Mar- Mar- Margot? Muriel? Muriel? Muriel, maybe, huh? Muriel Muriel had kind of a bigger career than Margot. Muriel. I was wrong. Oh, no, I was right. So then they, um, they but they are related. How so are they related to Papa Hemingway? Well, just math tells you if it's their Papa well, it's not. I don't. Th- I think is is that the grand? It's got to be the grandfather, right? Not the direct. Oh, I think she's come came out of his dick. Are you serious? There's no way. Let's find out who came out of who. No, her father is the is the son of the father. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> her her father was John Hadley Nicanor Hemingway, a fly fisherman by trade. Oof, must be nice. To be born into a situation where you could just be a fly fisherman as a job. Yeah. Uh, I need to ask you a very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did Ernest Hemingway die of natural causes? Did not. Okay. I believe that Tom Savini, by the way, does a little fly fishing in Maniac. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Mariel Hemingway kills it. Um, just, just as an aside, just want to give you that. Kills it, meaning? Oh, Margot is gone. She Mar went. She died. I don't she, remember this. She is a completely gone person. What happened? Oh, she had a suicide. God, the whole family just hates living. Yeah, she took. She overdosed. What did you ask about uh, Hemingway to me? Do you not? Did you? Was that like a? You knew he. He he's right. no, he's famous for shooting the living shit out of himself, right? My if I zoom in? Yeah. A writer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he wrote a book about Scott Glenn. <laughs> what, what would that be? The old man. Uh, what's your? Have you read a lot of Hemingway? By the way, let's just kind of keep moving around. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Avoid maniac for a minute. I, I read a good portion of his work when I was the yeah, yeah. 
Give me a, like an A, B, C. What would you give me? Give me a, a rating on it. I mean, he's a great writer. He, um, he, he, he was a verbose individual mm-hmm. and then, and then he was a thrifty individual, depending on what stuff you're reading. Um, but I think his greatest works were post-Civil War. <laughs> on his Wikipedia page? <laughs> Would, uh, do I need to look at Wikipedia to know that his work was post-Civil War? <laughs> I just it looked like you're reading something. Uh, no, I'm re- well, I'm reading my notes from Maniac. Um, now, so dig this. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, uh, great writer, dead. Um, he uh, he was a cool cat. He liked uh, he used to walk around, you know, in like the uh, the 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 villas of Italy, just kind of roaming the countryside with his tan, like sun streaked face. You know, the wrinkles killed by the, the waves. You know, and he looks all like you know very poignant with his blue eyes crystalline. No, I'm following. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anything but maniac. <laughs> Let's get to it. 1980s. William Lustig's commentary on New York City, the gritty underbelly. But you know, starring Joseph Manel, who I didn't really know too much, but he was he was in a lot of films. Yeah, he's great and rocky. And um <clears throat> friend of Steven Spielberg. Oof. Did not know that running around and then, um, but not, I guess not friend enough for Spielberg to put him in his movies. Come on now. Um, but yeah, he, this is, this is kind of the, the brainchild of, of, uh, Joe Spinell, uh, the, the writer, the co-writer here. I, I don't think, yeah, it might've been a co-writer and star of this film. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, no, no, for the Godfather known for walking around with his crystalline eyes. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of people think this is one of the best uh, slasher films of all time. Recently celebrated a 4K release. Holy uh, shit. Who needs that in 4K? Uh, the director, William Lustig, it was a big passion uh, project of his to get this. Well, he, he's 4K. the guy responsible for Blue Underground, which is a great video label. That's his baby. Is it? Yeah. Yep. And then, um, you know. He, he's also the guy who directed. He was 24 when he directed this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Young man. Mm-hmm. Kiefer. And, and he uh, also later directed Maniac Cop. Yep. Maniac Cop 2, I believe. And what else did he do? Uh, other films. Nothing Nothing great. He did that Uncle Sam movie. Jesus. Do you think this is his best film or at least his best? His best known. Film? Yeah. I mean, he's the thing is, you know, New York in the 80s is, is that is an awful time for that city. In the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, there was an awful time. That's when New York was at its ugliest, I think. Right. So yeah, he does a good job of capturing it, but he is just—it turned a corner after that. Turned a corner. Maybe he's responsible for shining a mirror to, you know, you think about Forty Second Street. They, they clean that shit up. The the red light district. Fuck that. High ex- expensive shit now. Well, Lustig said he was making this movie for people that he knew in New York City that were kind of people that would love this kind of movie. And he said it was a big hit with them. So I don't know. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know too much about, like I said, this movie before we watched it. But I just know his reputation. But it starts off kind of uh, Black Christmas-like in a way. You know, obviously this movie comes after Halloween, right? And there's two lovers on a beach just kind of cuddling under a blankie. They shoot it like Jaws almost to me. I think that's purposeful. Like I said, Spinell was friends with Spielberg. I watched a video today where Spielberg recorded himself waiting for the Oscar noms to come in for Jaws. 
and he did not get nominated for best director, but Jaws got nominated for best film and Spinell was in there and he threw a, like a pretend fit. And then Spinell was um, wearing a Josh t-shirt. So <clears throat> anyway, it's obviously funny and fun, but I think Spielberg is pretty pissed. He didn't get nominated for best director. Um, but yeah, I think the Jaws, I think that comparison is, is on purpose, or at least I think that he starts it off as like kind of a nod to Jaws. And so what happens on the, do these, how do these two do? How does this couple? Well, they fare? are they are they're being watched by some sort of a maniac, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> they are just they are soon uh, in the de- world of the deceased. He uh, the guy he does some the killer does something interesting at the beginning. He he uh, puts a quarter in one of those uh, viewfinders. What are they called? Do you yeah, know? I know I'm talking about. And he and he and he checks those people out on the beach. And then he kills them uh, yeah. one by one. The, the 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 man goes to gather wood for we a get fire. To, we get to watch that in real time. We do. And his uh, his um, girlfriend or wife is just chilling, resting, and she gets her throat slit. And she and he gets lifted up and 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 choked away. Yeah, he gets uh, piano wired to death. Lots of blood. Get movie getting off to a brutal start at the beginning. Kind of remind me of Zodiac a little bit. Um, but you know, this thing about this movie that's interesting and I, I could see why it was recommended to us. I think there's a certain, um, artfulness to it, believe it or not. You know, it's certainly weird, but it's not poorly done. It's not, it's no dark. It's no, the dark or whatever we did, uh, that came out after this, right. Mm-hmm. Artfully made. So anyway, after yeah. this, go ahead. No, it's a little before it's time with that, with that stuff, with, with the, with <clears throat> the, the choice to completely center the story around a, a morally reprehensible person who uh, is in, insane and to hear their inner monologue on there's It's actually, it's, it is trend setting in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got uh, not to psycho, obviously people compare it to psycho and, but you know, it's this, it, this yeah, psycho ripped us off. It gets um, gross right away. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't have a snack. Oh, I was cringing. And, um, as I get older, it's tough for me to watch these movies, as I, I will say. I was rooting for the people not to get killed, and uh, oops. <laughs> so you were talking about when he, when he, at the first interaction with the lady of the evening, he gets this lady, looks like Vinnie Vincent, to uh, go up in his, his hotel room. Like he gets a hotel room. He does. Pays the $5 for, I think, for extra, $5 extra for a color TV, though, doesn't he? Why not? He doesn't use it. No, he has other other things on his mind. That's why this movie's not called Thrifty Maniac. But uh, yeah, he he gets the ultimate from her. Uh, but we never find out what that is. She gets the ultimate from him, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I think the so ultimate because they talk about. I think I think a hand job is like one, and then a little mouth action, a little hand actions too, and then the entire sex, and then the ultimate is um, you get pickles, mayonnaise, mustard, and then you're allowed to slaughter them. Yeah, that's funny. If it ultimate wasn't involved getting choked to death, she certainly looked surprised. Like she was not expecting that to happen. I felt real bad for her. I was hoping that she would survive. She did not. Um, here, anyway, that's getting ahead of us. So we didn't talk about his um, home base because after he kills these two people on the beach, he goes home. This guy, and we meet Joe Spinell in all his glory. Um, this very large dude uh, in pajama bottoms checking out a scar in the mirror and he's surrounded scars in the mirror and he's surrounded by mannequins. 
With what we find out later, uh, the mannequin he has in his bed has blood on his face from a real scalp. Right. And it is Frank Zito is his name. Uh-huh. And did you notice what he has in his apartment? Well, I did notice a few things, Nick. There's one, one thing guy, in particular that I, I think I noticed that made me happy. But go are ahead. You talk, are you talking about like the pirate mask that he has hanging up? No. Okay. I. What did you notice? I think he has a Chewbacca glass. Oh, I didn't notice this. Remember, when, remember when they had those those glasses? Yeah. I think he has a Chewbacca glass in his house. Well, that makes me like him. Makes me relate to him. I wish I would have seen it. Then I wouldn't have minded all this brutality that came afterwards. Right. But what did you think when he was but he was checking? He was he was in those pajama pants. Do you remember that? Of course. There was not a moment I'm not grossed out by him. I was. Um, the grossest certainly- thing about this movie is looking at. Joe Spinell, the wild-haired Joe Spinell. I, how would you describe him then? Would a little bit Andre the Giant? He's that. He's very big. He's a tall dude. He's he's heavy set. Yeah, but he and he's got he's got a, a very rocky complexion. Yeah, not uh, a classically handsome man, I'd say. You're right. That's a very generous thing to say. He's he, no Ricky Schroeder. He's got know? he's got his eyes are dumb looking. He's got like that that like milky white 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 death eyes and He's got glassy eyes and soulless a soulless yeah expressionless face just a a gross oily individual and just a a husk of shit to look at now uh, in the movie oh. that's his character oh uh, and he also um, I wouldn't say that he is what did you say attractive. I wouldn't say he's expressionless. He certainly has some exp- expressions in this movie um, that were freaking me out. For example, when he kills the prostitute, they just really focus on his face. And he is, um, he's got like a rictus grin. I don't know what they say. It's a frozen, it's a its an insane look. Fitting for the scene. Yeah, and, and, he- and this is after the scene in his damn house where he's talking to himself and we're hearing his, Godforsaken inner monologue. Yeah, we hear the voiceover, and then later he just talks to himself. But there's a lot of dolls in this man's room, and they're all like, there's a couple dolls in cages. There's mannequins. Um, he's he. I will say this: it's like a one bedroom apartment. He fits a lot of stuff in there. He's a pack rat. Yeah, yeah, that's his <laughs> biggest sin. And he, his sink is in there. Does he have a toilet bowl? I'm sure he does. I'm assuming. Yeah, we don't see that. I'm I'm surprised they didn't treat us a little glimpse of him on the John. You well, know? yeah, or at least him. Well, we know he has a his, he has a separate bathroom because we see him go throw up at one point. Or no, he throws up at the Hooker Hotel. He does. He throws up at the hotel. It's a nice zoom. Yeah, uh, which I which actually endeared him to me. Yeah. Okay. Because he was grossed out by his murder. I was like, okay, well, he's fine. He's he's innocent. He won me back. Is what you're thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came um, out. It's funny because I hated him because uh-huh. he was gross, and then he murdered some, and then he went through up. I felt bad for him. Then he came out, and I saw his face, and I hated him again. Well, did you get the ultimate edition? You said you had a, 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 a version a version of this on disc. You said before on uh, VHS. Did you get okay? So you didn't? Did you get? You didn't get the ultimate version? Ultimate DVD of this? The, the hooker got the ultimate. The ultimate DVD of this is just the Blu-ray just keeps trying to jump on your groin. 
Let me just let's clap that one out. <laughs> the ultimate, right. the ultimate version of this, it just spins and makes a weird sound in your player. <laughs> just moans. <laughs> it's like you put it upside down. It's so let's walk me through that scene. Uh, how are you feeling at that point when he's then he brutally strangles somebody? But that he doesn't. doesn't he doesn't brutally strangle her. She. That's that's the least convincing strangulation I've ever seen. It doesn't look like he's actually hurting her. She doesn't look like she's that. And of course, they, then they're cutting to I guess his mother, right? I'm assuming it's his mom. Yeah. I, I was it's hoping her. it wasn't her stunt double. No, it wasn't. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, but, it's another woman that he. Keeps seeing this this woman and and the other woman, yeah. yeah. He kills, and then yeah, it's it's you know it's how did I feel? You know, I was I was uh, you know just having some uh, hummus really and watching it. <laughs> I was just having some hummus watching this movie. Well, it, it's funny. I turned on the um, subtitles in it. I never seen this before. The <clears throat> the subtitles had recommendations. They said eat hummus during this part. So you must have been watching those, huh? I've never seen a recommendation subtitles before. Yeah. Yeah. A little homicide. I get it. <laughs> so anyway, you're right. He does throw up after that. And uh, I, he comes back and there's part of me that thought maybe he was hallucinating that, but then he scalps her. So then <laughs> I guess he wasn't. That's where, yeah, that's where he starts to lose me. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes that scalp home and he gets, he has a new mannequin with him. And then he um, he thought he he nails that scalp on the mannequin's uh, head, and I think he dresses the mannequin in this woman's clothes. Is that correct? Yeah. So first of all, I will say this: I did not like the fact that whenever they would cut to the, the lady's body, it was obviously a still frame. Yeah. And that bothered me because I think she, the girl's capable of acting dead. She could sit still. Do you have to? Are you are you that cheap? That you're just going to cut to a still of her so so it doesn't look like she's moving? I found it disconcerting, whatever they're doing there. Okay. And did you happen to notice um, the dubbing of her her, 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 mur her murders? It's a little weird. She made dumb dying sounds. I uh, did notice this in Joe Spinell's apartment. Frank Zito's apartment has a lot of candles lit, which I thought was hazardous. Permanently lit, it seems. Because he wakes, he wakes up in that scene and the candles are already fired up. I know he's sleeping with these lit candles and they're like these thin ones, you know, like that could topple over. There aren't those short fat ones that are maybe a little safer, but these little, I just was worried about them. I was like, gee, I hope he doesn't burn himself. Yeah, I think know? one of the grossest things about this movie is, is for, you know, early 80 or eighties New York and those candles in that ugly room. Yeah. He's got too much shit in there to put that many candles around. I mean, is that supposed to tell us something about his, He's just living on the edge, candle wise. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's uh, he, he. You know, he's trying to get caught. Yeah, because he's he putting those candles out. Nick, I like a good candle. Me too, dog. I will buy candles sometimes from where? Where do you go? Like Bed Bath and Beyond. I go. I uh, go to one of those places. I'll go called. to Kroger. You know, Kroger every once in a while will run these ridiculous deals. Yeah, you, know, you trickle on through their uh, their discount the section where they put their liquidated items. It's like you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 uh, January, and there's pumpkin scented ones. You know what I'm saying? I I know I exactly what know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm gonna look at can you know Yankee candles, all that stuff. I'm I'm, I'm in. You know? Yeah. Uh, is it because the smell, or is it because you like the idea of just a, a small light generating? Well, it's just, that's just one two for me. 
I go smell and then a close second is the small light. And then the third might be the heat. You know, when you walk by, you get a little of that heat, you know? Yeah, I like, I also am a huge fan of Wick. I like Wicks, you know? Is that, would you, was that your number one reason to buy a candle is a Wick? Yeah, huge fan of, I like a, I like a string that's held in stasis. (laughs) I just learn new things about you all the time. Yeah. Anyway, this guy. What I get back to the movie. I mean, this it's Wick Central in that apartment. <laughs> I wonder if it's to hide the smell of the decedent, or if it the, the scalps. Maybe. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Maybe that's you know the neighbors. You know what? His house has. They walk past. This house does not smell like scalps. <laughs> that's something I'll always say about Frank Zito as I walk past his house. You know the the. the I'll complain about loud music of the neighbors on 7C, but Frank Zito's house, his, the smell of scalps is non-existent. <laughs> yeah, he's a... So anyway, what do you think of... Like I said, I brought this pirate. It's like a whole pirate mask. And what I mean like by that is like a, a face covering with like a pirate's face on it, and like a bandana, the ponytail. Did you notice that hanging from a hook? Yeah, it's dumb. I expected him to put that on at some point and murder somebody, but it, it doesn't come uh, true. I don't know if you know this, Alan Moore, hugely inspired by this. There's an entire prequel, Tales of the Black Freighter version of this with... Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, with the high seas and Frank Zito. So that's an homage to that comic book spinoff that they made. I mean, Alan Moore, his whole vibe, not that far from Frank Zito, I'd say. I mean, he's got, I mean, I look, Alan Moore is amazing. I love him, but he's got a strange style. Right. Well, and to be honest, if you want to pick the one person who you would swipe left faster than Joe Spinell to, it's Alan Moore. Right. Joe Spinell is a matinee idol compared to Alan Moore. Right. And you, you knew Spinell, like you recognize him from uh taxi driver from Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, I imagine, bit bit parts in all those movies, right? He never had a huge leading role other than this. Uh, yeah, not a leading role. He's a character guy, right? He well, and also, I, I mean, I was a big. I've always been a fan of Spinell ever since I started playing Tetris. <laughs> you know, Spinell's a gem, right? No. Yeah, it, I think it, Spinell is a gem. Oh, I might be wrong, but I think it is. I'll look it up. All right. Anyway, let's let's move to um, so scalpser check. Uh, he, I don't like he, I don't like the grunting and humming and talking to himself stuff. I really don't like that. Does it bother you? Or you it, just don't like it. No, it bothers the shit out of me. It, you, you know like what? He, unsettles you or just no? As an audience member, I always find that it's lazy. I find that it's lazy, and I understand that the movie is 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 sort of a trendsetter, and I know that in to a lesser extent. So Psycho isn't really told from Norman Bates's perspective, but he does a little bit of that talking to himself stuff, but I think it's just lazy. And I understand they're shooting on a tiny budget. They're trying to create something new. This is a grindy grindhousey thing, raw movie. I just think that the way they do it, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Well, they're trying and it to, gets worse later. They're, they're trying to, to show the two sides of this, of this man, Nick. And whenever those sounds come out, it is, it is not good. Uh, it's not a good sign for the people around him when that starts to happen. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, and you're talking about what the catalyst is to become such a, a a beast, a a slaughtering beast. Could it possibly be that he has never gotten the prize he wants in his snack boxes? 
Are you talking about the Cracker Jacks box? I am. <laughs> he is a uh, devout Cracker Jacks eater. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was as he's uh, he has a he has a guitar case that he's loading up with these uh, you know a shotgun other weapons his killing devices right he's snacking on cracker jacks as he does it um you know he certainly you just see his hands like this whole scene almost like the replacements video for uh bastards of young let me zoom in do you know what i'm saying and so uh but you don't see his face you just see him grabbing some cracker jacks as he's loading this horrible guitar case full of these weapons and if i could zoom in cracker jack is a, a seafaring guy yeah, he's a sailor, Cracker Jack himself. You're right. Uh, an avid dog owner. That's true. And a seafaring boy, right? What do you think, do you think of that snack? Oh my god, it's it it's a fucking it's a it's a tough one. It's because tough. if you have a negative feeling towards it, I, I can link it back to this movie because you know that the Cracker Jack had given William Lustig money to make a commercial for their product, and so he did. Uh-huh. It's called Maniac. <laughs> and, I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of Cracker Jack, I gotta be honest. You don't like it? No. What about the peanuts in it? If you just could only eat the peanuts. No, that's part. that's the part that throws me out. But I want to find Ooh. out. I'm looking into the early origins of Cracker Jack. A brand new company. It's been around since uh eighteen ninety six, the Cracker Jack. You can call it a Cracker Jack, isn't it? Cracker Jacks? No, it's just Cracker Jack. Really? Yeah. You know, you think about the world we're in today, the wholesome idea of a, of a little sailor boy and his dog helping guide you through your snack eating moment. I think we could all learn a lesson from that. You know, so. now back in the 1800s, the original mascot was him actually skinning that dog alive. Yeah, he was skinning that dog alive on the on the box. Would you say Cracker Jack, uh, Cracker Jacks, I'm going to say is the ultimate snack, Nick? No. He says when he leaves to kill after he does at, when he leaves with his murder weapons, he does say, I'll, I'll be right back to the mannequin, which I thought was it was kind of cute. And then did you see what the mannequin did you have the subtitles on? No, but uh, you're talking about what it did a double take. No, the mannequin, if this if subtitles on, it says underneath it says take your time. No rush. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Just I'll be good here. He goes to the Blossoms nightclub, Nick, and he hunts. He's hunting. Yeah, he's looking for some prey. He is. Does he get any? Yes. And what happens to that he's, person? He sees uh, Tom Savini come out the club with uh, some arm candy. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and they get into a car. And this is obviously, um, unfortunately, this whole scene is kind of a callback, I think, or a reference to the Son of Sam killings i believe so he follows these two and then there's a lot of time spent with savini putting the moves now you know tom savini obviously the famous special effects uh artist slash actor he did the effects for this the super gross effects for this and he is putting the moves on this um fine young woman in in a car they're they, they've stopped under a bridge and he is he's just trotting out these time-honored pickup lines on her what'd you think of those what'd you think of his um his skills they're bad, and his hair's bad, and he has a rocket rocket of a mustache. He does, uh, and he says, he asked her, he said, want to meet me someplace? 
And she's like, where? He said, the back seat. It's not bad. Yeah. And, you know, he, she reveals to him that she's got a boyfriend. He seems upset at first, but he's not deterred. No. And so the whole time they're doing this, they're fumbling around. They're trying to get their goods uh, off each other, I believe. The, there's a little pervert outside waiting to uh, wreak havoc. Yeah. And he eventually does. And what happens? Um, he injures Savini and then kills the girl. How does he injure Savini? This is the scene that made Gene Siskel walk out of the theater. He fires. I love that shot, too. Like, he, he jumps onto the hood and shoots a shotgun into his mind and blows right. his entire away. And we get to see it from the back seat, like uh, like in Miami Vice. Yes, you're right. Good, he, good call. He, he blows his head completely away, Scanners-esque, and he, Super ha- gross. he hates it. And it's in slow motion, so you get to see little drips falling from the ceiling mm-hmm. even after the murder has happened. And the girl is so surprisingly disappointed by this course of action. She doesn't like it, and she does something that I probably would have done. I can't even blame her, is that she stays in the car and tries to hide inside the car now <laughs> that's a dumb move right but i would have done the very same I but think. she does she, see she, if she, the hazard lights if she would have turned them on that's true because he that would have dispelled joe spinell she tries to hide in the kind of the foot area of the passenger seat she kind of scratch scrunches down in there i think if savini had had the chance he might have done this <laughs> the same yeah but we don't Apart him was trying to hide in the back seat at that point. william lustig though has already sated his bloodlust in that scene we don't see her her get blown away we just know that she gets shot but we don't see her explosion face no they only had one dummy head that looked like tom savini so that would been funny if they try to repurpose it for her yeah but yeah i think what do you think of these these gore effects i mean obviously savini is very talented but i feel like sometimes like the movie the prowler that we watched a long time yeah, ago yeah yeah I feel like sometimes his effects are really the star of the show. They kind of one up. Yeah. All other yeah. Stuff. I mean, that's, that, that's the glory of it is, is it's what makes these movies worth seeing for the most part is these practical effects mm-hmm. that are so delightfully executed. These gags as they call them, you know, it's fun. Although part of it too, is how, the, how they're filmed. They take you out of the, out of the movie a lot of the times because they're shot differently and they're, and they're glorified so much. This one is, is for sure. It's the most stylized moment in the film in a lot of respects. Yeah, and it's certainly the the probably the scene that got this one. Like they wouldn't even submit it to the ratings board because they knew they'd get an X. So they just it's it was left unrated, you know, because they because they knew it would be an easier time for them to put it in theaters unrated than X rated. Yeah, I saw the 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 cut that they released, you know, because this was they released a censored version, mm-hmm. and it's it's they only cut like there's only like a few seconds of footage different. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's Savini going, ow! <laughs> I'm harmed! And then he, you know, and then, it, you know, he, he shoots a, a little back teen on his, on his neck. Yeah. And, and Spinell, and then the camera pans to Spinell, and he shrugs at the camera like, oh, well. <laughs> there was an airplane version of this movie, huh? Yeah. Oh, who knew? That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, can you imagine being on the plane and having to look at Joe Spinell for two hours? I'd be like, uh, on the plane, I'd be like, what's what is everybody? What's going on? He hasn't killed a person yet. He's actually nice. He just lives with dolls. Uh, all right. So, do you think that was an ill-time makeout sesh? 
I mean, it, it turned out to be, but you know what? We've all been there. Did they Did they actually consummate? They did not, unfortunately, because she got scared. She heard someone, rightfully so, she got scared, the uh, the woman. Now, here's the thing, though. Do you think they regretted, both of them, maybe, that they didn't, you know, keep, you know, pressing foot to gas and hit up a Motel 6? I thought you were going to ask me, was there a baby in his balls? I mean, that was my second question. <laughs> Do you think so? Savini, does he have kids? Oh yeah, yeah. Savini, Savini's hair is just fucked. I mean, really, it's really gross. Do you think his dummy head looked better than his real head? Like, what do you think it was that good of a job? What, what, what do you prefer? I guess. I mean, I used to be a huge fan, but his, he's dumb. Why? He's cool. He's fine. I love him. I love him too. And you know what? It's nice to see him getting romantic in a movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? And get and, and being rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. He didn't dodge. Uh, that's for sure. Um, and so then it cuts to, I think, uh, you know, he takes, I don't know what he takes from that crime scene to his room, another scalp somehow. And then um, they go to a park. And I was, I was surprised to see there's two children in this movie. There are. Sudden. Yeah. I got worried about them. I was like, oh, no, after that scene, anything can happen. Right. But that's when we meet the, I guess, the heroine of this film, the, the leading lady. Such a weird role. Such a weird idea for a, a leading lady. <laughs> Because her character has no arc. No, that's not true. She's a photographer. She her arc is that she falls for the charms of Frank Zito somehow. No, she how doesn't. she doesn't. She's networking. You think so? That's when we find out that Frank Zito is a bit of a artist. Well, he at least he's telling that story to people. Yeah, and he cleans up pretty good. I mean, come on. He ladles on the charm. In a place called Clam Casino, Nick. I know, I know. So um, I noticed that there was some... Okay, so there's Clam Casino, the Roosevelt... There's a Roosevelt Hotel. I can't remember what the hospital was called. But I started thinking that maybe Wes Anderson had could do like a remake of this movie. <laughs> there was a lot of kind of cute New York like names in this. You right. Know? Just start putting some Wes Anderson like old 60s music in yeah. this. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, you're not the first Paul person... Wilson. To think of uh, Wes Anderson while watching Maniac. I don't think I, there's. I will say it, there's some cute stuff in this. Come on, I'm not. I'm there. not. I'm not feeling it, man. I mean, he's hammering skull. He's hammering skulls onto mannequins, but he's doing it with the thumbtack. That is a Wes Anderson uh, affection. Come on, you know, a white thumbtack. Fair enough. So anyway, he meets this photographer, and he kind of inserts himself into her life. And under the guise that he is a, I guess, an artist. And maybe he actually is. I think he actually is an artist. We forgot to talk about, there's a scene that's reminiscent of American Werewolf in London in the subway, where he chases a nurse. Yes, there is. And that nurse is the, one of the stars of a movie that is very close to your heart, Rawhead Rex. Did you know this? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I think her name is something Piper. His actress's oh, name is Snow. You're with us? Kelly Piper. I might be wrong, but she. I think she is in Rawhead Rex. Blossom's Nightclub, Nick. Roosevelt Hotel. That's the Wes Anderson connection. I'm just telling you. I would pay severe money to see a Wes Anderson version of this. They did remake this movie uh, in 2012 with um, Elijah Wood. I didn't didn't see that remake. Some people really like it. And it's shot, I think, from a first-person perspective that you only ever see Elijah Wood's face in mirrors. That's true. But people think there's mirrors everywhere. Have you seen that movie? No. You know, I should have because uh, I try to see everything he's the lone star in. Yeah, because he's so it, 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 exhilarating to watch. So these nurses, they they. By the they, way, 
Can I tell mm. you when I'm watching Lord of the Rings for the first time? It's a Rose Ro- Ro- Hospital, huh? Maybe no. even as far back as when I saw North watching Elijah Wood. I'm like, I see a little Joe Spinell. <laughs> yeah, you're a big North fan, if I remember right. <laughs> That's a movie people always talk about lately. Is that, is that what's his face? Is that Rob Reiner? I think it is Rob Reiner. Is it one of your favorites? Yep, Rob I've Reiner. Never, Rob Reiner. Never seen it. Never seen it. Huge failure, by the way. Big Remember, time. everybody was kind of excited about it. I think it was post-Princess Bride, Rob, Rob Reiner could do no wrong. Oops, did wrong. All right, so anyway, there's a, these two nurses. You know they're in trouble, right? You know one of those two nurses are in trouble. One of them gets a ride home. Other one declines. Right. Her ride's late, so that's immediately. So the, the woman, the one nurse says, hey, can I give you a lift? And then this is, I thought this was a little bit over the top. She says, no, thanks. Going to get murdered instead if that's cool. And then, and then she looks at her newspaper, and it says, "You're totally going to get murdered." Right. There's at this point. There's a lot of newspapers in this movie where they're they're talking about this this maniac on the loose. It's a city under siege, Nick. After the shotgun blast to Savini's head, the the city kind of goes on a quasi lockdown. Everybody is worried about this killer, and rightfully so. He's brutal. He takes uh, scalps. Yep. Which they don't really come out and say, but they say he does a weird stuff at the murders. They say that the that's how they word it. He does weird stuff. He's doing strange things. That's this. That's his, he has a hallmark. Yeah. And so I, I love that the, the the spinning paper comes towards the camera and it says "Creepy Screepy Haunts New York." So the nurse reads the headline and then she says "Woof." And they even talk about the killers. Her and her other nurse friend talk about the killers. And then, and she's like, you know what? That's this. That suck. I'm sucks. I'm terrified. I'm gonna go walk alone down a dark alleyway. She looks at the camera. And says, viewer, are you ready for an entirely too long sequence? Because load up. Well, she starts getting followed by Joe Spinell, which is not a good thing to have happen in this movie. She starts to get nervous. You're right. Not, and we're not even talking about Zito. Just Joe Spinell following you is disgusting and scary. So she, her instincts are correct. She starts to get scared way before a lot of people would. And um, she misses her train. Like she's, you know, fumbling for coins. She's having a whole lot of bad luck in that subway. And then she has the worst luck. What? She, she gets to leave the movie. She hides in the bathroom. Then she's relieved. She thinks that the coast is clear. She washes her face. And then the, and then, and then the ghost is clear. And then the, <laughs> the killer tries to help her wash her face. <laughs> In a very strange way, but she yeah, she gets killed and scalped. I don't like scalping. I don't like seeing scalping. I don't like it. Did it, we see her get scalped? I don't. I don't, know, I don't remember. I just, it, that is a thing I don't. I don't, like, I don't like seeing. I think it's mean. It's gross, and it, and it's it's permanent. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree. I don't like seeing any of this. I honestly, like, I don't like to see these murders. I want the people to survive. That's where I'm. That's where I'm coming from. I'm in a weird place because I can't stand the, the the victims. I hate them. But you don't I, like them. I hate everybody in this. I hate everybody. Do you? I do. I couldn't uh, disagree. I or I couldn't uh, disagree more. I I had a. I felt bad for the people in this movie. I, was, I, I felt sorry for them. Oh, totally. they, they were in the path of this this murderous man. No, I, yeah. I, I, I. But I would have been perfectly fine if we watched this movie to pull Spinell out. If these people mm-hmm. just died way early of, of just mysterious causes, just dropped dead. Ten. Mm-hmm. This movie's a ten. What about the? Color of pants that nurse was wearing, or the prostitute was wearing in the hotel room. Did you get a load of that color? Did you know what I'm talking about? I thought she was wearing like tights and she had like a purpley kind of like leotard or something, right? She had purple shorts. Yeah. And she had tights on, I think, but she had purple shorts. You remind me a little of the Hulk. (laughs) 
maybe. <laughs> I so, wonder if that was if it was on purpose. Do you know if Lustig was ever talking about that connection? Yeah, he was. He's like, yeah, let me capitalize on on this sensation. I'm telling you, Vinnie Vincent looked just like. You know, the Hulk was originally called the prostitute with purple pants. <laughs> I don't know if you. Yeah. So, um, Frank Zito comes to this, or this photographer who has taken a picture of him. He, he, he shows up at her apartment and she, he starts to look at her pictures on her wall. You know, she's this, uh, successful photographer, we think. And he comes in hard with the art critique. He keeps talking. He was, you know, he's kind of given up his, uh, you know, what he's about, yeah. which is like, he likes to capture people when they're for trap them forever in his art. <laughs> and she doesn't, she's so dumb. She doesn't know what he's talking about. She's like, she's kind of writing notes, you know, she's like, Oh, yeah. well, that seems normal. You know, and he's trying to dissect her work at the same time. Talking about what she's trying to capture. Yeah. Yeah. And she just doesn't know any better. She just thought she's listening to a, a gigantic art critic. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, he's really trying to kind of lay out his psychosis on her and she doesn't realize it. And he invites her to dinner. They go to clam casino, which uh, is certainly my favorite fictional restaurant, you know, yeah. uh, in this, the, in this I, thing. Now let me, let me say, I love the dish clams casino. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the name of the restaurant no, is, it's just, it's a singular, right? Clam casino. Right. right? Which, which sounds like a, it's a different kind of place, but. So I noticed that there was a, a, a very interesting thing by the actress. Now you said her name was, I wrote it down. Caroline Monroe. Monroe, who's a successful actress, still working today. Over um, every issue of Fangoria worshipped this, this lady. All the all very, the all the pulp horror magazines, she was like the she was like the biggest screen queen to them. And very, you know, obviously very uh, attractive uh, actress. I don't really know her, but she's. I did look her up. She's still working. I noticed that she was disappointed that me. whole sequence. Like she had a face, and I read later in an interview that that her character was disappointed that it wasn't a casino with shellfish at the machines slots yeah she was yeah. expecting to see uh you know like a, a shrimp at a roulette table or uh yeah you, you just clap it out yeah like or like just, a like a barnacle playing a one-armed bandit you know like that's what i'm talking about yeah i noticed that they were having cheesecake at this place and she didn't touch it yeah. frank zito certainly did he was all over his cheesecake uh but she did not even touch fork to that thing yeah well i think part of it too is because she's sitting there looking across the table at somebody who looks like if uh you know salvador dolly had designed a pizza box he'd be the guy he'd be the guy tossing the the fresh dough in the air he does look have a little dolly thing going on i guess but uh especially in his apartment (laughs) anyway so she he starts he does the the tried and true pickup line he says, you're the most beautiful woman I've seen since my mom. Uh, you know, just that old one. And then she's like, oh, what does she look like? Pulls out the picture. Let me reach into my mother's photo pocket. Because <laughs> he has and, one thing in that pocket. That pocket's entire purpose is to have a photo of his mom in there. Alarm bells do not go off yeah. for either of them. Like he alarm bells don't go off for her, and then they don't go off for him. Who should alarm bells should certainly go off when you say that kind of stuff about your mom in front of a woman, and she doesn't care. Yeah, you know, or in front of anybody. Anyway, so he ladles on the charm there, um, and then she he 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 gets uh, he asks her for another date, and shows up at her photo shoot the next night. And there's a song in this that is just it's just a beautiful thing, Nick. Mm-hmm. Call uh, the lyrics are something like going to the showdown. 
it plays forever. You know, she's got these models that are like three models that are posing as she takes pictures. And he brought her a, a very big present. And why don't you talk about what's in that present? Tell me. You don't you remember? Te- like a bear, a stuffed bear. I don't remember that at all. Is this at the is this at the cemetery? No, this is in the during the photo shoot. He brings her a big uh, a big present. She opens it. He you know during this photo shoot, and um, it's a big stuffed bear, like a you know kind of a nice nice stuffed stuffed animal. And that poor bear in this movie. He didn't win me over with that bear. I don't think you saw it. You didn't know what I was talking about. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I remember the 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 scene at the gallery. I remember. I must have been masturbating. Well, you don't remember this whole photo shoot part. Huh? I know. I remember that. And it was dreary for me. It was yeah, interminable. You, you sh- I was excited when he pulled that bear out. She reacts. She likes, she kind of likes it. But at the same time, she's a professional. Yeah. She's doing her job. She doesn't need to be holding on to a fucking bear, you know, like in the middle of her, uh, her job. Yeah. And you know, she puts it, you know, quickly puts it down. And that bear, it just think you could tell by the expression. He's like, I know I'm going to get a scalp nailed on me soon. You yeah. can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So then he starts to mumble while he sees these models working. I'm just kind of talking about the whole movie. What does he do, Nick? He mumbles. It's so tough. And ends up killing one of the models later. Of course he does. Very gory scene. She's wet. She takes a bath. Oh, there's some nudity there. Yeah. You, you've defended this movie. I'm going to go on Mr. Skin later to see what how they rate that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and does it have a does it have an entry in wiki feed? I, I'd be interested. Anyway, when Zito starts groaning, groaning during that scene when he's watching the models and he's you know, he's doing that mumbling and the groaning, I just pictured that I thought I was I imagined it was the bear. On Google, I typed "where is" and it and it automatically filled in the bear for maniac. <laughs> what is to actually Google that? Actually, the stuffed bear for maniac. Can you actually Google that? And then could you send me the Antiques Roadshow clip? It really did fill it in. <laughs> did it really? Because it probably because it heard me talking about it. Stuff bear is currently oh, there was a, it was actually the first build a bear. Wait a minute, did yeah. Maniac launch that yeah. franchise? Yeah, actually, yeah. It was originally yeah. called Spinel's Spells. And and actually, they changed the model. It used to be you, you, what you do is you would scalp the bears in the mall. Sure. And now they they have you fill them with fluid and stuff, like you know, fill it with cotton and what whatnot. They did change it to kill the bear for a minute, and then they switched back. So yeah. yeah. And then that was called have absolute sex with bear. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking, so at, a, goes I'm looking at a photo of him cradling the bear. How could you? How could you miss it? Because it's small. It's small. I'm just shocked that you didn't even remember that scene. I, that's the one thing I remembered from this. It's it's my moment of cute. I was like, I flocked to it. I I ran towards it because it was had a, it was a kind of a cute moment, you know. It's gross. It's dumb. And then there was a murder. And then he's at his apartment again, you know, talking to himself, holding a, a toy ray gun, wearing a Hermes hat with wings, you know, on the side. <laughs> it blew me away. Uh, you know, just absolute improvisation. I guess is what's happening in this scene. Just. What what can we throw into the scene? And um, you know, the, the, talk about the ending a little no, bit. But here. first, I want to say, I, folks, if you had Hermes hat on your bingo card for today, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's the movie's fault. I don't. You know what? I'm. I'm. It's almost endearing itself to me now that I'm thinking about it in, from this perspective, because I'm watching the movie and I'm in hell. 
But when you tell me that he's wearing a Hermes hat talking, and I now I picture it, it's hard not to love the movie. Well, he's t- he's holding it, and he's toying out holding a toy gun. So I guess they're trying to say he's he's just a kid at heart. No, he, know, yeah, 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 yeah. And they had these audio. They had this audio of him and, and his mom horribly recorded, uh, very sterile recordings of a boy who obviously is in a sound studio saying this shit. But the Hermes hat does, man, that might win me over. So yeah, the mom had locked him in the closet. I imagine why she was having sex with men i imagine that's what's happening here he don't want to be in the closet he's crying and she locks him in there anyway so then he decides he has to murder people forever (laughs) so well okay you said for me to talk about the end first of all i gotta say it's obvious that william lustig's goal in this movie was to try to find a a a catchphrase that tops daddy noticed yes and i think he may have pulled it off wow i don't what read a new Read a new. Read a new. Read a new. Read a new. It's like the rosebud of this film really because I was like, "What's he talking about?" Like, uh, I guess the, the the model he killed was Rita. Is that or is that his mom? I think it might be the model. It is. And uh, yeah, he's because what happens there? He he does the thing where he takes uh, the photographer on a date, but he does a bait and switch, takes her to his mom's grave. <laughs> Oh, I thought we we're going to the movies. Well, yeah, no, close. Yeah, we take. I mean, it's sort of it, it's sort of the movies. And so then he, she goes. I mean, she's she's game, you know. And so he starts having a weird moment at the grave, real weird. Like then she starts to say, "Maybe this isn't such a good idea." I'm here, and he starts to choke her out. She gets away, thankfully. And uh, then there's like a crazy graveyard chase. I like the fact that while he's chasing her, he's asking her about their next date. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow night after, you know? She, uh, I guess, takes a spade or some kind of shovel oh, and just nails She hits him nail in the arm. But it doesn't yeah. kill him. It just injures him. You know, he's he's down for the count. Does he act Does he act like a person that takes it, that takes pain while neck? <laughs> when he gets hurt, does, how's it go? Is it fine? Does he just kind of shrug it off? No. He gets, he, he becomes a little screaming minstrel. He's, he's hating it. It's not like it. And I feel like he uh, is trying to scream that, scream the pain away. And I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. It does look kind of bad. I'll give him that. I mean, more than a Band-Aid could help with. Yeah, but he's seen worse. Certainly stitches. Yeah. He bitches and moans about that arm wound. To her credit, she leaves. <laughs> she escapes. Yeah. And calls the cops, apparently, but not before he gets home and then is murdered by his mannequins. <laughs> That is a great little scene. I do remember that too, where where his puppet is ripped apart by them. Yeah, yeah, he gets uh, he gets savinied um, he, he by get, the man. He gets uh, Captain Rhodes from Day of the Dead in this. He certainly does. A little bit less gross than that scene. Also, uh, he's a, a dog shit man. And honestly, Captain Rhodes is amazing. And so um, these poor kids, these poor these poor mannequins, who are kind of the obviously the the stand-ins for the murdered. You know, the avatars of the murdered, as mm-hmm. they say. That was the original title they, for the film. They take revenge, Nick. And he uh, is moaning about his arm wound for about five minutes before they get over to him. But they grab his weapons. They just dig in, man. They really, they nail him. They pull his head off and he's like, read a new, read a new, read a new. And I thought it was cool, though, when they, they give him one last Cracker Jack. That's nice. Yeah. They put it through his, his empty mouth hell. Pretty good pretty good effects there, I have to say. Pretty gross. But you know, that's the thing about this movie. I talked about the spaghetti challenge uh, during the last one. 
uh, movie. I couldn't eat spaghetti during this whole thing, but during that scene, I could have I could have put it on pause and boiled some water. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I did not mind seeing that man suffer that pile of poop. And the best, um, and then the best scene in the movie happens. <laughs> so they cut to the next morning. Cops take their sweet ass time getting to his apartment. Almost run over somebody on the way uh, down the street. Open the door. They see the weird apartment, uh, condo, whatever he lives in. And he's in the bed. Uh, he had looks like he committed harikari. I don't know how you say that. How do you say it now? Carry, carry. Yeah, seppuku. Harikari. He's got a sword through his middle. Something like that. Yeah, and then what? That's not what's gross about that scene. Is is the co- is that cop's hair. hair? That cop's hair is fucking nuts. <laughs> He's got some holdover from the seventies hair for but sure. But no, there's no era in history where that was hair. <laughs> That's never been hair. I don't. What would you? How would you call? Would you? How do you describe it? I I couldn't quite. I I mean, there's you know you've it's a comb among. <laughs> Yeah, it just looks like uh, it's like someone put like a I don't know some kind of like I, it's like a helmet. It looks just like like a helmet, but kind of askew. It doesn't look like a real hair. It just looks like some kind of apparatus up there. It's it's like it's, it's gotta like, be real. It's like he came out of the shower and went warp speed backwards for about an hour. <laughs> I will say this: I'm jealous. I mean, that's the guy's my hair idol. I wouldn't mind having if I could give myself that much hair. I would. It's not a lot of hair. It's just a gross amount of weird hair. Oh, it's a lot of hair. It's no. It's compensating for not a lot of hair. I think. That's when Cisco walked out the second time. <laughs> <laughs> he stormed out again. Yeah. Because that's a man famously that was bald as hell. Yeah. And he saw that. Yeah. Unbelievable. He walked out. And so anyway, that's it. Um. You know what? What a wonderful, what a wonderful ride. No, and but though, no, then there's the twist. Oh yeah, he opens his eyes. Yeah, he opens his eyes. The last thing you see, kills it. And uh, tried to get a sequel off the ground, but unfortunately died not too long, less than a decade after this came out. I think unexpectedly. Yeah, that's a, he had a rough death. What do you mean? He died of exsanguination. He was. You read about that? He blew, he bled out. Yeah, he he cut himself and didn't deal with it, and, and uh, ended up just bleeding out. This is not a joke. Mm-mm. So he did. He committed suicide. No, he cut himself and didn't treat it. And uh, he, I guess he thought it was fine. He got, he was tired. He got, he got, you know, drowsy from the blood loss. And uh, and then he just left planet. Didn't read anything about. I'll this. tell you. I'll tell why you. Do you. Why do you do that? Well, I don't. Th- I think he, given the chance to choose, he probably would have not done that. But he. Why do you? First of all, is it was it a a thing for him? Like he was a cutter? No, 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 no. He hurt himself doing something. Let's see. He was hemophiliac. Oh, uh, well, he, he he uh he cut himself on the glass shower stall after slipping in the bathtub. Then he went in his living room and instead of calling for help, he he sat down and was trying to, I guess, figure out what to do. And then he bled out. Oh, that's a yeah worse than he thought. If he's a hemophiliac, that's not good. But he was uh, you're pretty young when he died, so he was he looks pretty old in this movie. But he was I think he probably was close to fifty two. So he was. And they, probably in his early 40s when he made this. They said, was, and the ambulance workers entered the apartment through the fire escape where they found Spinel dead, sitting on a white sheet draped over the couch, having bled to death over part of the couch from apparent deep cut in the back of his head. Oh, and, maybe and, he was not thinking right. And then, and then they slipped out and his eyes opened. That's what it says. Too soon. I forgot he was in Nighthawks. We've already done a Spinel film in this in this show. You recognized him when we did it. I think you brought him up. I think he was the one of the police, the police chief or something. Yep, 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 yep. And he and he uh, did Nighthawks after this, right? Nighthawks was like in the mid '80s, I think. Correct. Um, and well, he was friends with Stallone. Right? The next year, yeah. He Wasn't did. he in Rocky too? Yeah, 
He was in two Rocky movies. So I said Rocky too. Oh, I think it meant also. No, I was kidding. I did mean also. Yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people like his performance in this. I wouldn't disagree. I think it's a strange performance, but there's something about him. And a lot of people, like I remember Lustig was saying, I read an interview, just saying how funny he was. Like he was such a funny guy. And uh, I mean, that certainly doesn't come across in this movie, but it does when you watch that thing with him and Spielberg, for sure. And so, yeah, he seemed to have like kind of a good career. Like, I just didn't really follow his, uh, didn't know him too well before you pointed him out to me. But this is a movie that people still talk about. So it's like, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, 40 years of uh, influencing other movies, I guess, right? And yeah. now, no, the we, crowning achievement? Yeah, we the did. The movie Microscope yeah, we zooms did. in on it? We really put, we put, we put, we put a... We put our real thinking hats on. Yeah, the horror fans are gonna they're gonna love us after for this one. We killed it. I don't think this is a horror movie. I'll just let that hang. What are you talking about? It's a it's a it's a uh, modern parable, man. It's a treat. You know, it's it's like uh, walking around like uh, with the crystalline eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a fucked up movie that I don't need. You're not gonna watch it again? No. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, I, this kind of stuff bothers me because what I like about horror movies, and that's why I don't like slasher films. I don't like slasher mm-hmm. films. I don't like. I don't. And I don't like serial killer movies that are that are not procedurals. I like procedurals because I like the cop side of it. But these, right. these movies don't work for me. I don't like this kind of shit. It's hard for me to watch movies like this. I have a tough time with the violence. I uh, slasher films in particular. Um, if there's not something else going on that kind of is, I don't know you know, like making fun of a movie. <laughs> I guess it's tough for me to watch like straight up slasher stuff. And it's hard for me to watch the scenes like of these killings, but I did it. Cause I got to do it for the microscope, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. I did it for the, I did it for the folks. I did it for Mitty. I wonder Nicole, I hope Nicole like talks about how much the, the person that recommended this to us, how, why she likes this movie so much. I think she really does love it. So I'd like to hear exactly why. And and then she's going to be like, uh, why do I recommend this? These guys do it. Uh, Cause they took a, a watery shit all over the selves. She's like, Justin really acquitted himself here, but Nick, I feel like he didn't even notice the bear. And that is just a deal breaker for me. It's hard for me to see anything with Spinel in the frame. Yeah. Cause I am, I am looking, it's, it's like an eclipse, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking away or I'm watching the movie through a weird device. So it's mm-hmm. an indirect look. Cause I can't look at his face. So I was looking at Spinel is a gemstone. I was right. Uh, I just wanted to somehow telegraph my intelligence, and I think I, I think I did. You know how I know about that though? How? Because it's from the Steven Universe movie <laughs> that I watched with my kids. Jesus, I like that movie quite a bit. Anyway, should we do the work? Yeah. So you are in the wrong side of te- the tracks in the shitty part of town. Broken fluorescent lights, the, the smell of thunder. You know, just weird shit going on. You pass a graffiti-laden wall and uh, enter a catacomb. And at the end of a, of a leaky corridor, you hear a buzzing sound and creep on through. And yes, sir, scattered amongst the, the ruins of, of the linoleum sits a tattoo magician. Uh, <laughs> very good at his job. He's got two mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Looks up at you and winks, says, what do you want from Maniac? And, you know, I look at the options, Nick, and I'm like, uh, you know, for, like what I consider the whole movie. I'm trying to think of what I could do. I start to have a panic attack because everything's gross. And I just hold up this picture. Can I get this on me? <laughs> a little visual joke. I hold a picture up of a cute little kid, a uh, little uh, pig, piglet. Um, I would get what could I get on me from this movie? 
next. I know you'll probably get a mosaic of the murders. <laughs> so I'm going to have, you remember Steve Odekirk did the thumb, like the thumb father and, and all those th- thumb movies. This thing wasn't Steve. O- was this Steve Oden? Steve Odekirk. Odekirk. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a thumb version of, of, <laughs> of Joe Spinell shooting the head off a thumb version of Tom Savini. <laughs> about to get your skin sued by Steve Odekirk. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. And and it's funny because like the p- parts of the thumb are just getting blasted away, but the tip of my thumb bone is sticking out. Like it's cute. Like you can see my tip of my thumb bone. That's cute. The phalange, I guess. Is that a tarsal? What is that? Metatarsal? Captain Tarples? What is that? I think you nailed it. I mean, it's got to be one of those. All right. It's multiple choice. But it's, it, yeah. Because I'm about to go all of the above if it is. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going safe. I'm going serene. I'm getting a tattoo of that man gathering wood on the beach. <laughs> That's what I'm doing at, at, at sunset or whatever the heck it is. It looks like it actually might be early morning. Can I tell you, not the only person <laughs> gathering wood during that scene. <laughs> and then a little bubble, a little, a little speech bubble coming out of him saying, uh, I'll be right there, hun. You know, yeah. I hear you. Uh, I hear you're up and awake. Yeah. Make a lot of noise over there. I'll be right there. But I'll just get him, you know, gathering the little beach wood. Very cool. I don't know why there was so much wood on that beach, Nick. I don't see any trees. It's driftwood. There's a lot of drift. That's like a ton of driftwood. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the least of that beach's worries. Beach was log heavy. It's super. Um, anyway. All right. So, yeah, you have been tasked with creating a sequel to Maniac. Me? Uh, both of us. <coughs> All right. I got a sequel. Um, you know, when we last saw Mr. Zito, he was not dead on the bed. Sequel is those cops are in their cop car. They've, they're calling it in. Crime scene. Killer murdered. Everything's cool. And we see uh, in a pink bathrobe the, the killer tiptoeing in the, on the street, across the street behind them. Like, cute music. Like he's tiptoeing without being seen. And then uh, the cop glances up in his rear view, sees Spinell tiptoeing with the, with the pole coming out of his chest from the stabbing. And then uh, he looks back to his off his partner and says, must be that guy's brother. And okay, and then Spinell go, just goes off, you know, starts a new life, just completely kills it, you know. Uh, he's he's cured, he's cured of of murdering, uh, mm-hmm. and becomes a very successful art critic. Uh, still has the the thing coming out of his chest, but he's kills it. He's great. Actually, he hooks back up with Carolyn Monroe. They patch it up. He's like, "You're better looking than my mother," and she <laughs> oh, that's and how she bl- she blows him at the bus station. <laughs> well, yep. The end. Yep. Or the beginning. I don't know. That sounds good. I my my um sequel would heavily feature the stuff bear, <laughs> and Frank Zito dies. Like he, he his eyes open, but the, his eyes open just in time to let his soul release through those windows. You know. Yeah. Those head windows, I think they call them, and they float. That soul floats across the city into that bear, and it's a whole Chucky situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With with. Uh, Frank Zito and the stuffed bear. So it's Chuck Zito. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. However, unlike Chucky that can move around, this bear can't do that much because it's it's pretty soft. Like Chucky at least had some hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he could grip. 
every time that this bear goes to grab a a weapon or something it just he's just like kind of pawing at it he's just like touching it so he does move but he can't do anything unless he gets like syrup on his paws and he sort of gets like a fork on himself by mistake yeah kind of threatens somebody with it he's angry but what happens over time is since he can't kill anybody people just cuddle with him so it's like the quaalude scene of wolf of wall street with a stuffed bear exactly and they just keep cutting with him, and he, he turns sweet in that. His 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 soul goes to the light in that damn stuffed bear. He becomes a very sweet entity on Earth, right? And yeah. then um, you know, kind of realizes the error of his ways as all these different you know. Over the years, he gets handed down by this family, cuddled, 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 and then he gets to the wrong kid finally, mm-hmm. who decapitates him, and that's the end. You know, I like this. I like the idea of like a Pixar movie with this bear. And all of the mm-hmm. all of his victims are different toys, and they're just berating, that, that's the hell, right? Right, right at the end, he realizes there of his ways. You know, he he tries to lead a good life as this bear, and he gets destroyed by a gross kid. I think it's not a bad sequel. No, it's great. Um, so you have been tasked with making a business associated with Maniac. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Am I trying to go bankrupt? Is that what's happening, or? <laughs> All right, so you're you're at one you of those it. elitist outdoor malls, really pretty place, right? Mm-hmm. You know they have the the music's piped in; it's really pretty. That you know they decorate it well. There's all these upscale restaurants, and you walk around the corner, you smell something. What's that? It's like baked goods, and then you look, and it's the biggest line at the whole place. Just all these tennis moms just lined up, you know, waiting, all dressed out, and and you look up, and it says nothing but maniac. Nothing bunt? Yeah, nothing bunt maniac. And you go in there and there's these adorable little baked little like little curled spinels. Hmm. And that actually sounds like a baked treat. Ooh, have you it tried does. have you tried their spinels? Oh my gosh, they're to die for. Uh, the custard and the little they use a cream cheese in the, in the glaze and it's just uh, and so it's like little cute elegantly designed curled spinels that you eat and and oh my god, just taking the nation. Foamy like a spongy delight, delicate, yeah. you know, every flavor under the rainbow, uh, you can get it, you know, personalized. And he's like, he's cradling, he's cradling, you know, it's like him just curling it. It's like, he's like one of like the rabbit in Watership Down, like the ghost rabbit, just like curling around himself. I like it. Then it could get some gummy scalps in there, maybe. Um, no, that's gross. No, this is a sweet thing. This is a, just a, a beautiful, like a beautiful curled spinel. You didn't think gummy scalps was a, a good idea? Because I was going to maybe try to shake your hand and partner up. <laughs> you don't want my business? You don't want to join forces? No, I, I don't, I don't want to alienate my my core audience. Like, you, you here I you, come, by the way, business owner, Nick. I got, and I got a couple ideas here. I got a couple ideas to join. Why don't we join forces? Uh, I have this cute stuffed bear. You think that's boring, but what if we do a stuffed Joe Spinell holding the stuffed bear? It can fit quite well with your t- treats. Or one of, what about what about a device you attach to a real bear that looks like Joe Spinell? Yeah, I'm just trying to help your business, but I, I'm getting rejected, so I might have to re- open a rival business that uh, sells gummy scalps. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's less customers in your line, Nick. What happened? I don't know, but I just like the idea of going to the zoo. And uh, in the bear enclosure, there's a 40-foot spinel they've built around the bear. You can't think bear without Joe Spinell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you've been inserted into Maniac. God. What shape does your performance take? Well, I guess say I'm lucky. I, I, you know, you'd want to pick a male character for sure. They seem to have better chances. 
Unfortunately, the, the the women are very preyed upon in this movie. I know. I'd be a. Uh, did he? He didn't have any pets, right? Not that I know of. I'd be a goldfish in his apartment, mm-hmm. minding my own dumb business. You know, goldfish's brains—they're very stupid. I'm I'm actually a genius. <laughs> genius goldfish. I got instincts. Uh huh. I know that there's something maybe not quite right. He's sprinkling. Uh, in fish food, it's actually dandruff. I know it tastes different. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's odd. I see his, he's mumbling to himself. That worries me. I start to see, you know, I start to put two and two together. I'm living with a psycho. Yeah. And I got to do something about it. <clears throat> so I flop on out of that bowl and try to call the police. <laughs> and you land in wax and are forever immobilized. And there is a shot of a goldfish on a telephone in this movie that is just heralded. (laughs) (laughs) And my call gets through. Who do you think come running at the end? Is it because of the photographer calling the police or is it because of the goldfish? I like it. That died trying to warn the world about this guy. That's me. That's my character. Pretty good. So somebody's got to bang out all these headlines that people are reading. You know, somebody's going nuts with the sensationalism, right? If it bleeds, it leads. Little little do you know, this movie is actually a crossover. Trapes on down to the local news station. The, the new, what do they call that? Newspaper building? Exactly right. Yeah. Check, go on down to the newspaper building, and lo and behold, who's sitting at a desk? The Mangler. <laughs> He's got a, one of those little newsboy hats on, his, on, on one of his uh, rollers, you know? Just creaming out these headlines like creaming these headlines out about the maniac with a cackle and a shitting grin just like laughing to himself yeah mangler sitting at a desk with his legs crossed <laughs> and and I didn't know, yeah. is the mangler like a it's like a laundry machine yeah yeah but he goes, he goes he's also a slash journalist he's a, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a typewriter laundry machine fair enough yeah yeah I mean, I might have thought that all the way through. Um, all right. So, hey, post credit stinger for Maniac. What are you going to do? Savini's character in the ER. <laughs> a doctor standing over him. He's got bandages all around his, uh, his head. They're like, it's not as bad as it looked at first. Yeah. And so, uh, and he just kind of mumbles, what about the girl I was with? And uh, the doctor says, well, she was a woman in this world. So she's fucking gone. She's dead forever. You're you're fine though. Unfortunately, we can do something about yeah, you. Your yeah. wound. Yeah, we couldn't save your hairstyle. Everything else. <laughs> so my stinger is, you know, how the movie ends. His eyes open, right? Credits roll. His eyes go back closed. He dead. <laughs> Elegant. <laughs> so look, not unlike the pirate in Spinell's bedroom. You're at sea. You're on an island. Mm-hmm. You have gathered debris from sensational films across this vast world and things that you cherish. And now is the time to take your most prized possession, a totem from Maniac. So I have, you know, the, the lady of the Lady Justice where she's got the two scales, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I've got Spinell's mustache and Savini's mustache on either side forever in the balance. The what? Savini's mustache and who? And Spinell? Yeah, their mustaches are on Lady Justice's trays and i am constantly staring at intently to see who's going to have the upper hand and one of you know what's funny is the upper lip yeah i mean one of them's heavier always does it change 
Well, it's it's teetering. They, they're 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 what it, what would you call? What, what's a really small measurement for weight? Like a, a milli ounce? Like a, a a dropling? What is a good term? Like an ounce? Mm. When you weigh mustaches, what? Like how do you? What do you kilogram? Let's say let's kilogram. let's let's say kilogram. Let's say a kilogram because killing. Okay. So there's no, no, there's no. kilograms of difference between them, but okay. so I just I just sit down there. You know, in my cutoffs, just staring at that scale and watching those mustaches bob up and down. <laughs> um, I believe, and I might be wrong, but I I know that there was some product placement in this movie. There was a signs for Coca Cola and KFC, and I think in his apartment there's a mannequin of a boy or a young girl with a KFC bucket on its head. Did you notice yep, this? Yep. I'd take the bucket, and you know, I'd be low on that island. I'd be craving fast food i'd be i'd be missing the uh seven herbs and spices whatever the hell how many there are i don't know the seasoning and i just every once in a while I just lick that bucket look the inside of it and when i get even when i get desperate look the outside of it like the bottom rim i'll tell you that's when kfc used to taste great back in the 80s yeah remember 80s? that shit it used to be just absolutely ravishing yes you, you i mean i remember how say like mouth-watering like you'd open up a bucket and your your day would be completely made yeah i mean I, I, I did love it too it's not the same i haven't really been back too much they got other distractions there though they got little sandwiches and stuff you know back then it was just basically you're just you're just getting um fried chicken right but now they got other things they got popcorn bites and shit like that these people are just oh. losing it they got like uh gravy like potato bowls and like you know, all sorts of stuff in like a mashed up in a bowl that you. Ugh. Oh my god, that's right. They have that everything in a bowl thing, right? Where it's like, uh, it's a. Like, uh, do they still do that? I don't think they do. Remember, there was a period where people like were really up in arms because of how unhealthy that was. They, it was they, like they, a. Ch- they had like a chicken and like a hand and like <laughs> fries <laughs> and candy. I mean, like they would like all sorts of weird shit in a bowl, and you would just slather. You just like completely just rip into it. Driving down the highway, eating a bowl of of everything that they gave. I'd be eating that. I'd be licking that bucket with a Hermes hat on top of my head. You, Little wings popping off the side. Isn't that who had those wings? Of course. I, I, Hermes. He had those on his feet, right? And the, he had the helmet too, right? Did he? Who's the delivery individual that had the hat with the hat with the wings? Sir Speedy? By the way, the girl that played the um, model is a porn star. They had a couple porn actors in this. I, that's what, one of the trivia pieces I, I read. Other than Spinell? Spinell? <laughs> <laughs> 